Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Oh, hello. Welcome to another week of Mama's Bake. Happy 420. Happy 420. Is it 420? It is somewhere. Yay. My week has been wonderful. It's great. I finally had a solid week of like working on my house. So that was good. I feel like I actually got some some progress finally made. Nesting. It's my favorite. Oh yeah. I like to have my home very, yeah, very zen and comfortable and just it's really nice to be able to feel settled in. So that, that's kind of my week. That's all I, I've been painting furniture and uh, buying little pieces here and there to try and make stuff work <laughs> together right. for a longer right. time. Right. Got the glue and the tape handy. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Gotta hey. love what a $12 blanket off Amazon can do to a room. Yes. Taken me two years to finally get to a place where, and we've been in working on our house simultaneously, and I'm finally to a place where, when it's time to clean up, I have some clue that they have a home, like there's right. like a place to put stuff that's not in its Things place. Belong somewhere, yeah. And it's getting that there, but still, I probably have years yet, and years yet to go. <laughs> I actually it was pretty exciting we bought like a garage storage unit you know one of those big tall shelves nice yeah metro They're rail really heavy for everything to go on oh I was in love with that moment and yes. man my level of, of stress went down like 50% right then when that got built and we started putting things on it I was like oh yay gonna be okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> my kitchen my kitchen is full of those as you know so i'm i'm yeah. well aware of the value of a good metro rack i think i've yes three in my office four in my kitchen oh yeah restaurants are built on metro shelving because you can roll them around and clean under them too that's why we like them in the kitchen uh, well, these ones are not rolling ones. These ones are garage ones that sit there and they're yes. very sturdily hold lots of stuff. But, you know, the wheels are they're extra. holding this stuff. You have to buy <laughs> sets of wheels extra. And there is this, the wheels are as expensive as the shelves. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. ridiculous. I, <laughs> I had no idea. They yeah. didn't even offer wheels as an option. I didn't even think of them as an option. And now I'm glad I didn't. Right. Because right, they would have yeah. had to have been tires. 
they they would have needed you would tires. Think, like they would should be self jacking. They should put themselves on for that price. Yeah. I would definitely think they would just come with wheels if you wanted wheels for it. You know what I'm saying? But mm, yeah, I don't want wheels. I don't want that thing moving. I want that to stay still. Right there in the corner. Stay there in the corner. Mm. Holding things in a nice vertical way. So what about you? What you been up to this week? I had a pretty chill week. I didn't do much of anything. I had uh, still catching up from our travels to Kansas City couple weeks ago so you know you got to get caught up at work and I had a bunch of writing deadlines to meet which I finally got done getting ready to start next month and then uh what else we do I made a new dessert for the restaurant I'm not a fan of Italian desserts and I am very Italian but just (laughs) never been a fan and I've been harassed since we opened the restaurant, how you know about? And I'm like, I have ricotta pie. Leave me alone. That's, that's Italian. Um, but I saw something online of play on a cannoli. So we played with it last week, and I found the right combination of flavors. And it is in a waffle cone instead of a cannoli shell. Because my thing Ooh. with cannolis has always been the cannoli shell. Unless you're with someone who bakes, makes them, and they're deep fried. It's not like something you just easily make. Um, unless you're around somebody who makes them and fills them kind of like the same day. The cannoli shells are always stale to me and off. So this way, ice cream cones, I, I, I like them. And for me to say I like a cannoli is crazy talk. That's so interesting. I, I, I do like cannolis, but I don't like the chocolate chips they always put in them yeah i do have chocolate chips it's a texture thing well i could gotta have something in there right if it didn't have any when it doesn't it yeah it is lacking the little like chunks but at the same time i just don't like the chocolate so i'm like dang we'll make you one someday oh well but yeah (laughs) they do have chocolate chips in them and then i chocolate coat the inside of a waffle cone so Mm. there's extra chocolate not your favorite and then we serve it with strawberries and then this afternoon i need to finish up a recipe i need to lighten up our ricotta pie for the summer it's too heavy i fell asleep thinking about it i think i'm gonna do a citrus ricotta pie with apricots on the top so Mm, and as you know apricot tree is in the front of my house and i usually get a couple hundred pounds of apricots, but I think I'm only going to get about 50 pounds this year. So instead of doing cobbler, I don't, I don't have enough to do a whole summer of cobbler, but I probably have enough to do a whole summer of an apricot ricotta pie. So mm. I've been picking and freezing apricots. They are ripe right now. I probably can pull the last of them off the tree this week and we'll be done really fast this year. You've seen, usually we have hundreds of boxes of apricots. But we also gave the tree, got a good doctor, tree doctor treatment this year and got very pruned. So mm. they said that that's normal. You have less yeah. Fruit. And then probably next year, are you also feeding it? Do you know? You know, I love my tree stuff. And by yeah, the yeah. way, your apricot tree is so phenomenal. It's amazing. It's 40 years old. Oh, my maybe, gosh. Maybe 50. Yeah. 
yeah, she's a beauty. She's a beauty. She's a climber too. Like, like the oh ideal when you see a tree and you're like, oh my god, I'd love to climb that. Tree. I want to climb that tree. Yes, that's a, totally true. Yeah, we take very good care of her, but we do not do anything to her. So they're fully organic. Uh-huh. Not, no feed, no pesticide, no spray, no. Do you even water it, or is it just naturally watered? We live above a aquifer and next to a little uh-huh. dried up arroyo. Yeah. So I have imagined since it is a 40 year old tree surviving well. Deep roots. It's got some deep roots. It's, it's tapped into something. Now all our plants are, are on drip for water economics, but there's not a separate one, I don't believe, for the tree. Hmm. So it's just absorbing from the ground. But our water comes. We are on, in Sedona, there's only four streets in Sedona that get their water from this underground, like six, 700 foot underground aquifer river that runs under here. So we have special water. Sometimes it smells fishy. <laughs> certain, certain metal pans, when I wash them, I can smell fish. It's very bizarre. But it's the water, not the pan. Mm, mm. yeah but that tree and apricots and i think that's my my week has been very chill just i got a haircut oh me too yes thank you dawn from fierce shears and i went to the (laughs) rosedale salon in sedona Mm. to my favorite buddy dale who's been cutting my hair since i moved here right next door to my nice. restaurant and I wanted to make sure business stayed um, with my neighbors. He's the only one that stuck. <laughs> We've had some neighbor <laughs> issues and I've, I had, I've had to call him and ask him if he wants to walk me over a time or two. <laughs> but yeah, he's, a good, he's fun. It's fun to go visit him. And I've cut my hair, grown my hair out and then cut it all off again. So what'd you do this time? You chop, 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 do a little pixie cut? Yep, I did. And blonde. I'm blondish. Yeah. Yeah, sassy for the summer. I'm ready. Yeah. I chopped off about four inches. Nice. Got a little bob. Hey, bob. Yeah, it's like a little longer than a bob, maybe. It's like shoulder length. But yeah, it's great. I love it. It's so lightweight and yeah, feels good. Ready for the it's summer. nice getting a haircut for the summer yeah and we say ready for the summer it already was like 114 yesterday or the day before like it's 104 mm-hmm. in sedona it was we're like deep into summer already in this world been there even yeah. though officially wasn't summer wait when did summer officially start wasn't it just june 21st ago yeah yeah Days like, ago. wow wow i'm like is it over yet is it over yet but really we have oh. uh monsoon coming so that is a nice little cool down for a while. If it comes. Last year was non-existent. That's true. It still cooled down, though, for a while. The, the temperatures dropped. They just were humid. It was just really humid. Yeah. They did drop, at least, for a little bit. For explain, like a to, explain to the rest of the country, though, that when you say drop, they went from 115 to 109. So. Yeah. 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 That's five six degrees <laughs> not oh. pretty sure it hit the 90s i think it might have hit the 90s a couple for a couple of weeks in the it's middle crazy. of summer last year it in just didn't rain summer. it just never rained <laughs> silly. 
Oh, oh. bad. It was a bad summer. I don't even, remember, even keep track. Girl. I try not to look. I, let me I just don't. tell the truth. I try not to look at the temperature at all. Same here. I know the temperature based on how much time my husband spends at home. Because yeah. uh, he, he does AC work. So if the temperature drops, oh, all his work drops. And if it's hot, it all picks up. And he's working all day and all night. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's a life-saving job in Arizona to work in air conditioning. It's not just comfort. You know, people don't realize Seriously. how hot it gets here. It's not just a little hot. Yeah. And in Phoenix. On the house, uh, and it starts heating up. Like, I mean, it heats up quick. A couple hours. Yeah. You're going to be at 80, 90 degrees inside. Well, and it doesn't cool off at night. It's not like you're going to open the windows and you get a nice cool breeze in the evening. I mean, it cools down to 105. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Woo! So, yeah, not exactly the uh, ideal, but the work he does keeps people comfortable. So, what's up in the hot topics right now? I've been seeing women grow in the news this weekend a lot. People sending me articles knowing our involvement in cannabis. Right. uh, I had not heard about it until someone had sent me an article. And then I've been kind of watching it unfold. Do you want to update kind of the general yeah, details? So I am, you know, <laughs> I usually hear about situations like the one that occurred this week right away when it happens or pretty quick, pretty quickly. But I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. It was another example in a list of many, many, yeah. many examples. Until I got an email from Women Grow, I think, yesterday. And in this email, the CEO, uh, it's a statement from the CEO. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting subject line. Let me see what's going on. So for anybody who doesn't know, womengrow.com is a community, so to speak, uh, <coughs> affiliates in different states. You really <coughs> to find out more about them. I'm not here to advertise for them. The point is, uh, yeah. there's women all over the country in different states different chapters in different states right so the ceo sent out this letter to the community and says hey we became aware of a video circulating featuring this woman they named her and that they said she was once affiliated with their company and in the film she was i mean in the video she was filmed harassing a mom and a child who were selling water in front of their apartment building so they sent this letter out to make it clear that they do not support bullying <laughs> yeah. behavior, right? They're like, look, we got we nothing. She ain't us. <laughs> we her, and when you Googled her, it dropped you on a landing page on our website where there was a profile of her because she was, you know, I mean, they don't say all this, but this is what really happened. People started Googling this bitch and a women's yep. row page. You know, she had a profile on their page and they were like, uh-uh, no, no, let's stop this right now. We don't want no parts of her. We took down that page. Sure enough, they did. I double-checked. We have taken down her page. We denounce racism and bullying and harassment in all forms. Her calling the cops on a little girl or even pretending to call the cops, which is her later assertion. That's what this little this chick says later. Oh, I was just pretending. You know what? You're pretending to call the cops on an eight-year-old girl who's selling water in front of her house? Like, what kind of person are you? First off, 
But yeah. it's also a little black girl. And are you like totally, completely unaware with like the world today that we live in? Do you not understand? And she's in the Bay Area, no less, where there's literally been so many police and officer involved, you know, deaths, homicides. Um, it's like, wow, lady. So, yeah. Tone deaf. Completely tone deaf. We are not down and she's not welcome at, she's never been employed by us. She's not a member and she, she can't be a member. She can't come to her event. We've removed her. We hope uh, nobody carries her brands. <laughs> We're going to decline to carry her products and we hope everybody else does too uh, or whatever. Okay. So, And her brand is Treat Well CBD products that was founded yeah. in 2015. Um, yeah. And I'm looking around their website, it does not look like they are addressing this in any way, shape, or form. Just no, FYI. I'm sure not. Yeah, I'm sure not. And the truth is, she is their CEO. She's the creator of that brand. It should die with her. It's okay. It should just die. Well, it doesn't sound like snapback so big that they don't. Even, we don't even say her company's name. Period. Well, I just <laughs> want people to not. They can't not buy her CBD. Right. Well, it is treat well health. It's really how it goes. It's not just treat well. It's treat well health because there's another company named Treat Well that has nothing to do with cannabis. Yeah. If you unfortunately for them. Yeah, she's the hot topic right now. But they do have a contact page. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, they also. Page. She took down a bunch of the social media, though. They do have, they did have like a Facebook page and a bunch of other stuff. Um, some of it has come down. Some of it is still sitting there in various forms of like blockage or whatever, what have you. She's definitely doing the like white lady retreat right now, where she tries to hide, pretend she wasn't a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> to a girl and got caught. And she's from what another friend had shared with me. She's done this a lot of times. It's not the first time she pulled no stunt like this. I promise that. Right. She was an equity banker prior to finding CBD. Right. Mm. But, that, but everything is fair for black people and they should get over it because slavery was so long ago. But equity bankers are the people out there running the money stuff, right? And doing yeah. things like calling the cops on eight-year-olds who are trying to sell bottles of water. You're supposed to encourage that behavior. It's like the lemonade stands. They're closing down in some small town. And uh, they were fining kids $200 for having unlicensed without permits. Country Time came in and paid all the kids fines. Country Time Lemonade. Yeah. That's that's appropriate. Out like uh, adults that are somehow using children negatively, but the children should hundred percent never suffer those consequences. You know what I'm saying? Like any adults oh, yeah. that use them somehow or abuse them in some way, they should suffer consequences. The kids should never. We Outrageous. sold everything. My cousins and I. I grew up. Exactly. A lot of time in the summers at my cousin's farms and we would want to go to a movie and we would go literally to their closest garden patch out in the back and we would harvest a bunch of dill and bundle it with twine and 
pick zucchinis and whatever was ripe and go out and make a little table out by the road and we would sell that shit and then we'd have a little money go do something i mean that was should be encouraged of all kids to have that sort of entrepreneurial spirit at whatever age so yeah shame on her That's shame on her and, and she's supposed it, to be in this industry you're supposed to be more cool than that like yeah yeah absolutely you don't represent our industry at all in any way shape or form the group no more get now on better news are you still yes. there i heard your voice your your sound just totally changed oh now you're gone Anyway, I will talk for a minute. Yep. I can. Go ahead. On better news, um, Canada has passed federal legalization. It is official and final. The Senate's approved everything. I know we touched on it, but it's done, done. Wow. And should see federal cannabis executed possibly by the end of summer. I've been watching the industry on the financial side as well, and I think they're getting excited. <laughs> I think it's going to be a big deal. So, some to watch as they implement over the course of the summer. I'll keep you all updated as I see things. But, only oh, the second country in the world to ever federally legalize. I forget the other one. Can't remember. It's a technicality. It's not Portugal because they have decriminalized, not legalized. Uruguay. Yeah, that's it. Uruguay. That's it. All right. So, shall we take a break and get into science? Yes, let's do it. The science of cannabis. Let's, Sounds let's great. talk in a second. Okay. Yay, cannabis and science. I love it. But there is a lot of, you know, bullshit out there. And a lot of big gaps of information, you know, that we yeah. still don't have enough of. I have to go from, uh, what do you call, uh, our in-person, our, our own evidence-based experiences a lot of times, not so much what you can look up right i know that um for me i'm the type of researcher that i'm usually like okay if i'm gonna dig into something the first piece of information i want to know is where is the most credible source for information right so i'm going to look like is there a professional association that can tell me who are credible resources or is there you know does 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 the information point anywhere? So there is quite obviously a very specific um, resource at the very base that has the most information, I think, on the science of cannabis. And I'm guessing you'll know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Who do you think I'm talking about? Tell me who you think. Well, it depends on the category. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about THC. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm probably gonna say his name incorrectly, but um, uh, Raphael Machulam, Machulam, probably something like that know. from the Wiseman Institute. This is the scientist in Israel that 
he was the one to first successfully isolate THC, but way back in 1964. And now he's 86. He's in Israel. He's still studying cannabis. How many years later is this? And that's how they found out so much information was they were trying to figure out the THC portion, but they found all this other stuff. Exactly. So much stuff they found. Yeah. And I mean, so much that he stayed in it and they kept funding him. 19 years. Is that for real? You know, I can't count in my head, girl. Come on. That was uh, the year I was born. So 18, I'm probably oh. better at it. So it's 58. I mean, 54. 50, sorry. The, ooh, 54. see? Kind of good. 54 years researching this. Your my whole entire life. life. Yep. He's been studying the cannabis plant and in, in its many forms. And there is so much going on that they're looking at. I mean, it's crazy. Where do we even start? What do you think? Um, I think, I think the key is to talk about how who's doing science, the limitations of science, and what we think we're still wishing for in science. So, yeah, and what, in what starting out where, it, where it came from, people like, and and I'll I'll leave the pronunciation to you. I've had a couple of hits off my bong this morning. And I don't pronounce <laughs> words well, even without a couple of <laughs> But the doctor in Israel. Then there is, um, of course, Rick Simpson, who, yeah. who is not necessarily considered uh, maybe a scientist, perhaps, in the traditional sense. However, I do believe he kept um, a lot of records that maybe we don't know enough about yet on his work with concentrated cannabis and treating cancer patients. Um, and then I think Israel in general as a whole has been amazing in yeah. their efforts to include cannabis as a, a medical modality. But there's guys here, Sulak in the, on the East coast, Dr. Sulak, is um, mm-hmm. a young doctor who has doing his own work in treating um, and microdosing um, cannabis patients. And I'm sure he has a wealth of information where he can use, which I think science is basically having enough information to, to, to come up with a objective conclusion from that information. So I think there are, there's definitely those hopeful bright lights. Um, I know a bunch of friends of ours are heading up to the West coast. You know what, before you go too far, I did want to mention that Dr. Sulak's website is real healer.com healer.com. I've been watching him for years. He has great information. He has great videos. Um, I've been following his work for quite a long time and I, I find a lot of value in his delivery. (laughs) He is very Mm -hmm. calming to the nervous cannabis person and just listening to him explain things I feel is almost meditative. He's very, he's just a very calming soul. It's very level Mm -hmm. and he has this way of talking. That's very calming and highly recommend his information. Um, So on the West coast, 
if it's not right now, it's coming up. They do the um, science summits, the uh, cannabis science conference where, um, and I'm lucky enough, I'm on a website that I get premium content. So I get to see a lot of the information from those sorts of events. If that's the kind of nerding out you like to do while you bake iced sugar cookies. Um, But some of the things, I'll read you some of the topics from the latest one that I have here in my queue to watch. Transfer of cannabinoids and pesticides, medical cannabis product diversity, collaborative studies following M486, complexities and challenges, whatever that is, I don't know. Controlling biocontamination, um, residue analysis, basically on a lot of things on growing. And then there's... um testing and how to test modern molecular and genomic tools so that they can do genetic studies on the plant so if someone says it's blue dream someone can do a quick genetic test and go bullshit damn white widow it ain't no blue dream you don't even have the color right right um pharmacokinetics of cannabis accelerating cannabis research beyond so there is um the cannabis science conference on i'm sure that there's more of that sort of conference going on now but that's really exciting that that people are going to school i had a friend who said a friend that i went to high school with um took my husband out to dinner to pick our brains one night his son went to school just because he wanted to grow cannabis but he also wanted his college degree so he got his degree in farming with a specialty in hydroponics, maybe hydroponic gardening, some uh-huh. weird. And I know a few people have got their degrees. So there's actually uh, a little bit of more forward thinking than say five years ago, I would have thought as right. far as the science goes. So let's talk about why there isn't more science though in our country. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obvi. We got these federal laws to battle with on one and, level. And that's basically so he, what happens is a, a a researcher who's usually a doctor gets a grant to do a study. So they write up the study and somebody wants For to example, find out I want to find out about how it affects autism. Let's talk about autism. That's a hot topic right now and that's actually sure. happening right now. There's a there's they're trying to get autism added to the list of qualifying conditions here in Arizona. But there's no research, so right. effectiveness. So the board will say, yeah, we'll prove it. And then the people who, who know it works can't prove it because there's no study. So I'm going to prove. I want to prove. I'm a doctor. And I know that I have this objective study set up where I can. And it's all passed. And everybody agrees that my protocols are clear and my science is clear and everybody's go yes go ahead do this study i submit my application to the government to receive my only legal source of cannabis used in this experiment or in this study um the government will say, yep, you're approved, but they will never release the cannabis to actually do the study. From what I understand, there's hundreds, well over 500, hundreds of studies approved and ready to go to 
to find out benefits or harms, which we haven't found any of yet, but of cannabis, but the government will not release the cannabis to actually do the study. And the only one I've heard of that has actually obtained the cannabis to do the study is Dr. Sue Sisley, who is studying um, cannabis for veteran PTSD. And she actually, after years of battling and going very public, she was doing like the George Stephanopoulos morning show stuff and the big network television. She also went to U of A originally gave her approval to do the study. Then they kicked her out. And that was a lot of media. And she found someone else, somewhere else to land. But so basically the reason we don't have more studies is that they can't get the cannabis that's required to actually complete the work. They've done everything up to the point of actually doing the studies. And it's so ridiculous because it's not that the cannabis is not available. Right. (laughs) The cannabis is available. We have plenty of cannabis in this country that could be used for studying, you know, and or grown for studying, et cetera. There is no logistical real reason. It's literally just the place, in which the government still is able to keep a blockade up. And I'm wondering, I wonder if many of these researchers, it just popped into my head just this minute, but with the legalization in Canada, that would just give them an opportunity to go miles ahead of everybody. Yeah, just move up to Canada. In research. Yeah, if I was a researcher, I mean, I would have no reason not to. It's not about science I'm doing. Yeah. And the healing and hopefully the giving hope to people with conditions that there otherwise wasn't. Like MS. It's a big one. It's provided a lot of comfort for Canada by that. uh, And you know there's big money in Canada. Canadian pharmaceuticals. Big money is in Canada buying up artist centuries right now in the U.S. Really? Our dispensaries yep. and our well, grow licenses, etc. Yeah, big money just came into Arizona from Canada. I remember when I was in the private side of group home agencies, I couldn't get a rental house for group homes because the Canadian um, market, the market for Canadians purchasing homes in Phoenix at the time was through the roof. And mm-hmm. it was literally like four groups of investors from Canada that I was racing to get houses before they got them for a couple mm-hmm. of years. So yeah. Um, and I don't blame them. I've bought, I've bought stock in Canadian cannabis companies. Yeah. I'm hoping I mean, that that's where some of my investment the money, You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, Canes want to be the first to get to it. More power to them. Too bad that the uh, you know all of these people here wanted to stay on Trump's jock. Well, or I'm whoever. telling you, it motivated me to get my passport renewed. I'm gonna get my travel card and my passport renewed so I can go take a Canadian adventure. Yeah, try me some legal Canadian. We used For to tease sure. my daughter. She was gonna marry a Canadian. She kept telling us when she was young. <laughs> that was her her dream. Yeah, that sounds uh, strange. Brew was one of my favorite childhood. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm a little bit older, and we had the SNL guys. Um, 
with their little beer song and their little cuckoo mm-hmm. song. There was just a yeah, yeah, probably the same guys, but same so, type of humor. Back to science. This, the cannabis yes. science conference uh, is another really good resource. If you literally just Google cannabis science conference, that's their website, cannabisscienceconference.com. Uh, if you do want to go or attend any of those uh, meetings with the specifics, because the truth is, we're talking about the science of cannabis. I mean, obviously, there is literally no way to have that conversation in the space of one podcast. That could be a whole podcast, just that topic could inform seasons and seasons and seasons. And yes. Seasons of podcasts. Yes, it could be a whole series. Literally. And we're not scientists. Yeah, we're not scientists, but when you talk about the science, I mean, you've got, you know, the science, you know, like what they're doing in Israel right now, a big part of what he's done over these years is breaking down just all the components, right? We've mentioned a lot of times in a lot of the stuff we've talked about, oh, there's over 200, over 500,000. You know, we don't even know how many compounds right now. Me and her don't, me and Laura don't know because, right. you know, the scientists. Uh, they have a count out there, I'm sure, of how many they know so far and whether or not there's more to come or not. But the point Hundreds. is still trying to figure out even just what the what the compounds are that are in cannabis and that are unique to cannabis, but that all have, you know, unique properties and stuff. And then comes the prop the 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 projects, so to speak, of deep diving into each of those compounds like okay it does have this effect but does it also have these effects those effects how does it work together with the other ones do you need all of them together or do these three work together i mean good god you know you're talking about combinations yeah. of there's literally probably unlimited amount of science right there just in that conversation alone <laughs> you know yeah uh, not mentioned the, the genetics of growing them and how to make it a certain way and then, of course, the stuff that we talk about most frequently, which is how to use them for wellness and maybe from a more scientific point of view, right? <clears throat> or and just like that. there's so much that varies and how to identify what would be key. You know, it's exciting that there's CBN and CBA and THC and THA and you know, all the various ones that they've identified. However, it doesn't do us any good if that information at this point isn't available to even... Like, for me, I got frustrated early on when it became clear that strains were fairly bullshit. Um, right. And you, you're already so into an industry. And I was cooking, so I I was handling pounds and pounds of pot and I've been in the co-op where we had you know 60 grow tents and a room full of pot curing and a room full of jars of pot ready to go to patients and I've been around excess amounts of cannabis and it doesn't phase me but when it got to the stage where I realized strains were bullshit and I learned more about terpenes which again are another compound and that was going to be how we're going to end up identifying what cannabis works for us. When I started learning about that, I got frustrated because, yeah, that's all well and good. But I can't teach that to my new consulting patients because, right. A, it's too much information. B, I mean, for the newbie. But, B, they can't go into the dispensary and say, well, I want, you know, liminal 
terpene prominent in any cannabis I choose because they don't have a way to test it. And most of the bud tenders aren't up to date on terpenes either. So it was it was almost like right. useless information, although it was useful right. information. So that's the right. frustrating part about the cannabis and science portion as well, because you can arm yourself with knowledge, and it, it obviously it never hurts to be the most well informed person you can be. But right. the the fact is at this point that the industry is not necessarily keeping up with your level of knowledge. Right. You know, I right. see them selling shit that I, you know, and I've, I've gone in one time, I don't remember the strain and I don't want to get it wrong, so I'll make it general, but I went in and the strain was marked 100% indica. And I said to the bartender, bud tender, what, <laughs> what, what two strains <laughs> make up that strain? And, you know, he listed the two and I'm like, and one of those is a straight sativa, right? Yeah. How exactly are you sure that this is 100% indica when it's a combination of 100% sativa and a hybrid? Seems really hard that it's going to be 100% indica. (laughs) Right. So there my knowledge may have assisted me in knowing that what I was purchasing was not, in fact, a 100% indica. Right. And I was able to tell that even... That's even assuming that the, you know, that the sativa name of the breed that they said it was, you know, that yeah, right. it was, that it was that, a process, assuming that even was that, you know. Yeah, exactly. So right. science is great. It's good for you to get your knowledge. It's great to be well educated. I think just have, don't have the expectation that the rest of the industry is keeping up with your level of being informed. You know, I don't want don't want people to go out there and have an expectation when they learn all this that it's going to be like you go in and you get a test result it's going to list the terpenes in your plant it's not right not yet right and that's the goal not yet and that's where i think the science will benefit me myself if it starts to be able to identify the featured terpenes pine for me is one of my best sleep um scents in an indica if it's real piney it seems to be a great sleep plant but other things visually if it's purple and things like that but if i could go in and pick up a book i mean i would start ordering online if that were the case you know i don't order online from those sorts of options if i'm buying flour because i have to see it but if i yeah if they could do a test and tell me what exactly the terpene profile was I'd be all over that. So that would probably be get us into the hopes. That's probably a good transition into that would be my hope of where science will benefit us as patients in the cannabis world. Testing for sure and then identifying more compounds only in a sense that we could choose our ideal strains maybe a little more carefully. Right. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's funny how they do, they keep coming out with a million different strains. I mean, most of the time when I go to the, to the place, the majority of the strains are ones I've never heard of anywhere else because everybody wants to be real creative and like, oh, this is our yeah. own thing, so we have our own name. Like, that's great, but at the same time, from the patient side, and this is true in the restaurant industry, too, sometimes, that they'll talk oh, about. Oh, sure. Narrow down 
know, you're not supposed to have a bazillion choices. Like analysis paralysis is a real thing, right? If people can't figure out what to order, they'll order nothing or they'll order whatever they can do most simply, you know? Uh, and limit the choices to things that are good and you know they'll buy more of the good stuff from you (laughs) I don't know that's well I think they need to do a little more um, focus again and I'm sure we've said this a hundred times but more education of their own employees oh yeah um so that they are a better resource for patients when they go in. And until then, you really need, and I recommend to everybody, you know, you really need to be your own source of information. And you need to go to places like Leafly or Greenflower now. It's pretty opened up. They've reformatted. And you get a lot of pretty reputable information on greenflower.com, leafly.com. Um, and educate yourself. You can put it in the little search bar. Yeah. Whatever topic you're looking for, learn more about how topicals work so you know what questions to ask about when you buy a topical. You know, read about the different kinds of extractions that ways that they put your medicine into an edible so that when you go to a dispensary, you can say, Do you know how this edible is made? Because I don't want BHO butane hash oil in my food. Yeah. I don't, hey, I don't want to eat butane. You know, like statistically speaking, customer behavior is always just like convenience and price are the two biggest factors in like where we buy here in the United States a lot of times. If you're someone who listens to us, then most likely quality matters to you. I'm just saying because we're quality. Right. Uh, Right. And the point being like, it might be beneficial when you're doing research, if you do care about the science of what's going on with how you're using cannabis, you know, if you have cancer and you just want to smoke some joints, like that's cool, but that's not what you need in order to fight your cancer, unless all you're trying to do is address, you know, your appetite issues. So it's like, there's a lot of different ins and outs and everything. And if you're really serious about figuring out what's right for you, then you also want to take seriously about finding the right place for you. So if you read these things and you come up with a bunch of questions you'd like to ask and you go into your local dispensary and they don't have real answers for you, like keep asking. Or, right? or ask, time. Or time to answer your questions. You, or they don't have the way to figure it. You know, they may not have every answer, but uh, what I would be wanting to hear from someone if I was really looking to improve my health using the strains that they were selling is I want the time and I want them to say, you know what, let me find out for you. You know, let me right. figure out a solution or an answer for you, whether that means getting a boss, a, a supervisor, a different bud tender, uh, let me get your email address, your phone number, and I'm going to call you later with some information, you know, whatever. Um, and I feel like we, you should be able to expect that from the place that you purchase your medicine from. So my recommendation is keep looking, right? Until you yes. find to treat you the way that you want to be treated as a, you know, as a patient or um, as however it is. Like there's a lot of, especially in Phoenix anyways. I mean, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Laura, you have such limited choices, but, you know, if you live it's in a better area. It's getting better. It is. Harvest. Don't let them them, uh, intimidate you, in other words, with their like, oh, you know, like, oh, you want to know too much information. You ask too many questions. Like, stop going there and your money. 
you know. And I even gave a place that I didn't think I'd give a place a second chance. And when I went in, they almost acted as if, why are you even, why, why are you bothering us? Or why, you know, like we were having lunch or something. The place smelled like lunch. So I'm just assuming they were having lunch. But, you know, if you don't feel welcome, if you don't feel cared for, you definitely can go. There's other dispensaries. And if you live in a metropolitan area that's had dispensaries for a while, like Phoenix, there's, you know, like what, 40 now? Just in Phoenix? Oh, you're cutting out. Are you there? Here I am. I'm I'm here. Oh, that's okay. So there's lots of options in a place like Phoenix. For me, I have to drive 40 minutes to Flagstaff. Right. Um, we do have a new dispensary harvest of Scottsdale Tempe, yada oh. yada, has opened up in Cottonwood. So oh, I right. have yet to pop in there, but that would be a good place to grab a edible. I like their Scottsdale location. I've been there and it was nice. It was really nicely set up. And I I like the owner. I've um, the couple of run-ins that I have had with him over the course of the years have all been very positive. He's an attorney. Um, so you know me, I always I know everybody's backstory before I give them my money. Um, so yeah, there 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 are plenty of choices if you live in a metropolitan area to find a place that has the time to spend with you, and um. And you could even, you know, call ahead and ask, hey, I, I'm coming in. I'm pretty new to this. I'd like to have, you know, a little time with someone to ask questions. When's the best time for me to come in? And maybe they have a patient advisor that's there three days a week, and those are better days. So, you know, don't hesitate to call those the people that are up at that desk that are processing people's cards when they come in and in and out are there to also answer your questions and give you a general idea of how their particular business runs. So don't hesitate to ask. Yeah. Cool. So well, I know we didn't answer the, the real science, but gives you a little idea of where the science is, what the struggles are, who to watch, where to go for more information on the, the real deep science. If you want to nerd out like me, like I said, I put, I put the science conference on or one of the health summits on a lot of times. I'll, I'll plan a Saturday where I have a big baking project, one that doesn't really require me to think because I've done it a hundred times. Right. And I put my headphones on and I hook up my iPad in the corner of the kitchen and I'll spend eight hours, you know, just letting a cannabis conference run in the headphones as I work through my day. And if you want to nerd out, there's plenty of places to do that. Yeah, I mean, and the you know, stay. I mean, YouTube does have a lot of good people, but you know, there's also a lot of crazy stuff out there too. So you know, when in doubt, give us a call if you don't. Not give us a call. Give send us an email if you're not sure yeah, if yeah. the resource is a trustworthy resource. Ask us in the group. Uh, you know, potofwellness.com. We also run a Facebook group and. And have some other resources out there for people who are really looking to learn more about how to, you know, use cannabis for wellness. And we can get a little deeper into the science of cannabis when we're dealing with someone one-on-one, right? Because then we know specifically the situation they're dealing with, what it is they're trying to treat, because it's really about the outcomes. What outcomes are you looking to achieve? Uh, and then working backwards from there, that's the, what science of cannabis, you know, you, we, we, you want to dig into deeper, right? Um, but everybody's outcomes, desired outcomes are a little different. So, And how they react to 
cannabis is different in every single person. So specifically, it's different. And their access to not only the medicine itself, but knowledge about what kind of medicine is, you know, that's a huge variety of, of places too now. So. For sure. So, and we have a YouTube channel, Pot of Wellness YouTube channel. You do have to definitely be careful on YouTube. You don't get into the Jamaican stoner web pages where they're basically just telling you how to get high quicker. That's not necessarily what you're looking for. So yeah, but we're here to help. As as Bridget said, reach out to us on Pot of Wellness. You can leave us, um, catch us some emails, shoot us a message. We are all over Facebook as well. Find us there and shoot us a message. We'd love to help. We can uh, either send you to the right place or let you know where to look further, give you our opinions, whatever's helpful. Yeah, plus I'm adding some of these. Uh, I'll be adding some of these links in the in the bio here, or the you know show description for people to click on. But coming up it, next week, I think is our last episode, right, of this season. Season finale, just in time to wrap up before Earl Cup. Now Earl Cup is, uh, July. Yeah, and we are going to be talking about advocacy next week yes advocacy what you can do to help the cannabis movement flourish and continue yeah and how to do it on different levels yeah exactly in different ways where you're at so i'm looking forward to that because i do run into that a lot where people think like either because i talk about cannabis i must literally only care about cannabis or you know, or they think that, um, you know, I'm just, just a pothead. I'm just trying to justify being a pothead or whatever. Uh, but oh, it's yeah, amazing. that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah, because people are like, that's all you ever talk about is cannabis. It's like, I walk into a room, and two <laughs> minutes later, 15 people have asked me 18 about it. Yeah, exactly. cannabis questions. So I'm not coming into this, the party talking right. about it. Y'all are just so excited to have a resource that's don't blame the messenger, people. Right. All I'm doing is enjoying my legal pen. You know, that's all I'm even doing. Yeah. I ain't talking to nobody. I'd rather be at home. <laughs> but no. Anybody wants to talk? That's my husband's favorite get out of talking move at a party now, shithead. They go, <laughs> oh, my wife's a cannabis maker. And they're like, what? Oh, my and God. Then he doesn't have to talk anymore. Yeah. Uh, Sneaky. So, else. and then we'll be wrapping up. Wrapping up our season. Up. Yeah, and then we can, you know, figure out whether we're going to do another season or not. We'll see what they say. See what we say. See what we think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be just... fun. What do you yeah. What we're saying? I said I got to do something with my whole recording scenario before we get going again. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Forward to it. Yes, looking forward to it. All right, so we'll see everybody next week. We'll talk about cannabis advocacy and wrap up the first season of Mama's Bake Podcast. Yay, love y'all. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.